0: God's Plan for Victory, The Meaning of Post-Millennialism, by R.J. Restuni, Narrated by Jeremy Walker. Produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. 1997 Preface, by R.J. Restuni God's Plan for Victory was first published in 1977 and quickly went through two large printings. Failure to reprint it further was due to negligence on my part, and a desire to add to it possibly. Eschatology, the doctrine of last things, is also the doctrine of first things because it is concerned with the goal of history. Of necessity, goals determine present-day action. We are not motivated to action unless we know the purpose of our direction. Specific goals motivate us. If we believe that the main and final goal of the Christian life is heaven or the salvation of our souls, we will be indifferent to history and the world around us. But if in terms of Matthew 6.33, we believe that the kingdom of God and His righteousness or justice must have priority in our lives, they will not have a self-centered view of salvation. Our personal salvation is not the focus of the goal of the gospel, but simply the starting point. The goal is God's kingdom, His purpose for humanity and the world. The essence of man's fall is His will to be His own God, His own source of law and morality, Genesis 3, 5. All too often, men retain aspects of this original sin in insisting that their salvation is the center of God's plan. God seeks His own glory and purpose. Our place in His plan is not the center. Thus, it is a serious deformation, first, if we make our personal salvation central to God's plan and purpose. It is arrogant for man in plain divergence from God's word, to see himself as more important in God's plan than God himself. Such a view is an echo of man's original sin. Second, it is also an error to make the church central to God's plan and purpose. Such a view is Augustinian but wrong. St. Augustine, father of much good and bad in church history, despaired of victory in the world, therefore saw the church as the sphere of victory. This led to a very high doctrine of the church, both in Rome and Protestantism. If our hope for the future of man and Christ's work is only in the church, then we will stress the church as man's hope. The church will be overstressed because it is man's only hope. Neither the state, the Christian family, nor the school, nor any other institution offers hope, and none are seen as therefore central or important. Third, An eschatology which is not postmillennial will have a prayer life very different from that of the postmillennialist, a problem in prayer is self-absorption, an undue concern with the person. To a degree, this is necessary, and the Psalms reflect private concerns of their writers, but they also reflect the hope of victory and the assurance of God's triumph in history. Without such a concern, our prayers become warped and self-centered. A grim fact that faces us today is the impotence of the Christian community. More than half of the people in the United States, who are 18 years of age and older, profess to believe in Jesus Christ as God incarnate and in the Bible as God's infallible word. If those people were only one-fourth of the population, they should still be dominating the culture when, in fact, they are marginal. Their false eschatologies place them on the sidelines of history, and some pride themselves on their irrelevance. Some years ago, I edited the eschatological works of J. Marcus Kick and published them under the title Eschatology of Victory, perhaps the best title I ever gave a book. The title states the case. Postmillennialism is the eschatology of victory. This was the reason for the widespread success of God's plan for victory. Many people with their views were quick to embrace postmillennialism because, as they wrote, they were not happy with being, quote, Losers. Unquote. The notion of defeat does not go well with the fact of an omnipotent God and a conquering Christ. For me, there is another and very personal advantage in postmillennialism. It takes with total seriousness and a totality of meaning the validity of Romans 8:28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Unquote. My work has not lacked its sometimes ugly and dishonest attacks. To be in the, quote, winner's circle, unquote, makes a great difference in facing these things and ignoring them because the end result is so clear. History, both world history and the personal outcome, is a significant success story according to the Bible. We can thus be patient at the rage of the ignorant and of the losers. Russus, John Restuni, February 19, 1997